There's a really strong chance that Auburn's next quarterback entered the portal this weekend. Breathing temperatures are likely for several hours inland and a few hours closer to the coast. Yes. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Joining me as he does every single Monday, Lindsey Crosby, a writer at AuburnDaily.com, as well as host of Locked On MLB Prospects. Lindsey, since this show, uh, since this feed was last uh, what am I trying to say here? Since the last time we put up a show, two key quarterbacks have entered the portal. Casey Thompson on Friday, and then yesterday, news breaking that Michigan State quarterback Peyton Thorne has also entered the portal. Also yesterday, Casey Thompson, the former Nebraska quarterback, was in Auburn meeting with Hugh Freeze. Sounds like he was throwing with Hugh Freeze. Also sounds like the training staff is taking a very close look at his shoulder, but this only confirms, this only confirms that Auburn does want a quarterback. There's a lot of people that were saying, no, let's roll with the guys that we've got. I do not think that is the goal of the staff at all, and I think this past weekend confirms that. But both of these guys seem very interested in Auburn, Lindsay, and both of these guys make Auburn better in 2023. I think the big thing is, yes, the coaching staff obviously wants somebody new, but the players are wanting somebody. I kind of was going and looking and you can see like the wide receiver room tweeting at the quarterbacks, Casey Thompson in particular about Mm -hmm. like, you need to come to Auburn. And it's like, honestly, it's one of those things where I understand the fans think Robbie Ashford's fun to watch. They enjoyed that one pass in, in the, in a day or that one pass in the iron bowl. And it's fun to think about what if he was that guy all the time, but the people who see him the most, the other players that he's going to be throwing to, yeah, the coaches who are trying to get the best talent possible, all of them are trying to get somebody else here. And so uh, whether it's Nebraska's Casey Thorne or it's Michigan State's Peyton Thorne. Uh, Casey Thompson. Gonna, yeah, Casey, Casey, Casey Thompson, Thompson or Peyton, or Peyton Thorne. Thorne yep. It's going to be somebody with a T name throwing passes over Robbie Ashford or Holden Gariner. You'd have to think, unless they just get on campus and cannot grasp the offense for whatever reason, but that hasn't really been the case with uh, with Hugh Freeze quarterbacks in the past or these guys throughout their career. Both would have one year left of eligibility were they to come here. So you know, I think that's something, and maybe that kind of opens the door for Robbie down the road. We'll certainly have to wait and see. But these guys are different style quarterbacks, which is a little curious and a little fun to discuss as we're about to. So Casey Thompson... More of a dual threat. Um, he, he's nowhere near, you know, Robbie levels of athleticism, but not afraid to, you know, take the ball and 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 run it for an extra five, six, seven yards. Maybe extend the play, you know, outside of the pocket behind the line of scrimmage and find somebody. You love that. That's exciting at any level of football. You love that. Peyton Thorne, however, is he can run a little bit, a little bit but nowhere near as athletic as some of these other guys that are currently on the roster. But he's a leader. He's led Michigan State offenses to be successful. And in fact, you know, I think the numbers that he had in like last year's situation with Michigan State that wasn't very good is actually pretty respectable as well. But they're both guys, and I think Peyton Thorne feels a little bit more like what Hugh Freeze wants 
right now. I'm just being honest with you. It's just a gut feeling. I think it's going to be Peyton Thorne unless something really, really shifts from the Auburn point of view on all of this. Maybe Casey Thompson blew him away yesterday. I don't know. I don't know. But regardless, I think Auburn's going to get one of these guys. And I think, I, you know, I, I think you look at, you know, Peyton Thorne and Cole Pinkson actually wrote about this too. Um, probably similar type offense to like what Bo Wallace was at, at Ole Miss, which I would take that in a heartbeat. Yeah, I believe that, I mean, they put guys in the NFL with that offense. And so it's something where right now, I don't necessarily think they're as concerned with the what this guy, as far as skill-wise, is, is he a runner, is he a passer, is he both? More yeah. so of we want a guy who is experienced, who can make the plays you should make. Because I think the thing that we've noticed, whether it was uh, during the season with Robbie Ashford or whether it was in the, in the spring, either in the viewing periods of practice or at A-Day, mm-hmm. is that these all the quarterbacks we have on campus, all three, including TJ Finley, are not as consistent as we want them to be. Right. And sometimes, like you saw the pass I've mentioned in, in the A-Day game, sometimes they make the difficult plays. But too often, they're not making the easy ones. And mm. that's what really holds your offense back when you get to uh, SEC play and you're facing good defenses is you may not get it. Like you have to hit the wide open pass because that guy may not get wide open again. You sure. have to hit the back on a screen pass. And and if your guys in the room can't do that for whatever reason, you have to go out and get somebody better. And it doesn't necessarily matter what additional elements they bring to the game because you have to execute the basic stuff first. And it feels like these guys have a much better chance of doing that than what's currently in the room. So I'm curious to see what the timeline for everything is. I mean, Casey Thompson entered the portal, then he was at Auburn very quickly after, at least had plans to get to Auburn. It's all those very quickly after. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, you know, Peyton, Peyton Thorne enters the portal yesterday on Sunday. Will he get, when will he get to Auburn? Will he need to take any visits? Curious to see what exactly that um, that looks like. From the Michigan State side of it, they're very upset with the guys that are leaving their program right now, which is always a good sign, right? It's always a good sign when you get somebody or at least have a shot at getting somebody and the previous school is upset that they no longer have them. So that that's a good thing. And you know they got to watch Peyton Thorne for two seasons. And that's something where it's like, if you watch a guy for two seasons and, and you still want him around, that's obviously something that, that, that you want a piece of. So we'll certainly see what the timeline is for that. I can't imagine either of these guys want to dilly dally. I mean, if you're a starting quarterback, you want to be there for the summer, especially if you're coming in, you want to be enrolled and be a part of as many summer workouts and get to know the receivers and your offensive line and your tight ends and your running backs and, you know, get the playbook in your hand as quick as you possibly can. I know you can't really interact with coaches, but you can interact with your team and some of the, you know, the leaders on this team can kind of go show them the ropes and things like that. And both of these guys, they're experienced dudes. I just got a feeling this is going to happen pretty quickly. Lindsay, I think it's going to be one of these two guys. I would predict by Wednesday. Yeah. They're both grad transfers. So it's something where, uh, you know, they, as soon as their classes are done, they can be here. I, from what I understand, uh, Thompson actually already has his master's degree at Nebraska. And so, like, he's, for the, essentially, he's done. He's probably taking a class just to keep eligibility right now, but essentially, he's done. I feel so, like he's been in college football for forever, so yes, that makes sense. This is his, that, this will be his sixth year upcoming this fall. Uh, started off at Texas. 
But uh, no, just a something where we're going to know by the midpoint of this week who is I think the quarterback. So. Yeah, I think and, so. And I'm very excited, one, because I kind of feel bad for the guys in the room that everybody's tweeting at other quarterbacks to please come here. Uh, but then two, maybe once we have an idea of that quarterback, then you can start looking at, is there going to be somebody like a receiver come with them? I do have mm-hmm. to, I don't think he's, I don't think he's, he's going to come, but when Peyton Thorne entered the portal, his top receiver, Keon Coleman also Ooh. entered the portal. Yeah. So I do think getting that quarterback, it's kind of like a recruiting class. Getting that quarterback helps cement the rest of the class around it. I think it's going to be similar here. Can you get a quarterback so that you can start getting other transfers around them, including the wide receiver? It would be wild. It would be certainly a wild series of events. I do think Auburn will add a wide receiver through the transfer portal soon. Let's talk about that in just a second, Lindsay, right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. You can make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Lindsay, you're the money guy. Does that sound like free money to you? Yes or no? That is free money. Yep. Is there anything that could possibly go wrong in this scenario? Absolutely nothing. That's it. That's it. So head over to FanDuel.com slash locked on to get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That is FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA and the Locked On Podcast Network. Lindsay, several big name guys. Join Casey Thompson on Auburn's campus this weekend. Let's start with the receiver since I I teed that one up. Former Ohio State wide receiver Caleb Burton um, was in Auburn this weekend. Sounds like he had a good time. And what does this mean moving forward? It's kind of interesting because he hasn't like played any, but he's a former four-star Four stars from Texas are usually pretty highly coveted guys. And, you know, he he's smaller, but he was recruited as an inside and an outside guy when he was coming out of the high school ranks. He's 5'11", 169. It's what Ohio State listed him at last year. Not a big dude. But we've seen in this modern age of football, if you can run routes, it does not matter how big you are. So we'll see if he can do that. The other part of that, too, it, and you you touched on it, Briefly, but he spent a year at Ohio State. So he's already transferred, or this will be his first transfer, meaning he won't be able to transfer again until he graduates. It's a thing that you have to think about that aspect of this when you're looking at the transfer portal and you're dealing with this new world of roster construction is guys get one free transfer, but once they've transferred, they can't transfer again unless they either sit out a year or they graduate. So it's a scenario where if you bring him in, you have him for multiple seasons, barring some sort of injury or him choosing to sit out. So you get a, a, a year of a guy who's been in, an, an in a, a very, very high quality college weight room in a strength and nutrition program. He's been around very good coaches. Anybody Brian Hartline's recruited is a guy that I want on my roster. Mm-hmm. And, and so there's a lot of upside here. You don't have film of what he's done against college defenses to know what he's capable of other than his practice film, which they have and we don't. Uh, But you have to like the idea of he was recruited by Ohio State by Brian Hartline. He has to be good and let's get him on campus, give him an opportunity to earn a job. Yep. All right. As we're recording this, Coach Ron Roberts, of course, Auburn's defensive coordinator tweeted out, you know, the recruit 
that they got to recruit. So I'm not going to spend a ton of time talking about the the Jack linebackers that were on campus because I will do a full show dedicated to one of them when we get that news. But for what it's worth, App State outside linebacker Jalen McLeod sounds like he had a good visit in Auburn this weekend. May talk more about him this week if that ends up who it is. Um, the other big name, literally, it's a massive name, Montana Lamonius Craig. Um, it seems like there's interest in Auburn. Um, sounds like he was on campus this weekend as well. And so, once again, if Auburn can get either of these quarterbacks that we already talked about and these two wide receivers, all of a sudden, Lindsay, this offense looks totally different. Yeah, and so, uh, Lemonade Kool-Aid here, uh, coming from Colorado, so a program that didn't have a ton of success last year, but uh, just one of those thousands of players that is that are leaving that Colorado program, uh, but <laughs> s- someone who has spent three years in college and so is one of the more experienced options, uh, is also a little bit bigger, 6'2", as far as height. He's not as, as uh, thick as you'd expect, 185. But mm-hmm. he spent three years in college. His name is thicker than he is. Yes, yes. There are more C's in his name than there are in his weight. Um, but, but uh, you know, three straight years last year, he played, uh, looks like about 470 snaps. And two-thirds of them are out wide, one-third in the slot. So it feels like a guy that uh, has some experience doing whatever you need him to do in this offense. But with the height, you'd expect him to kind of be an outside receiver. Either way, you have to feel good about the idea of let's bring him in. Uh, he does wear number one. Not sure how that's going to work, but uh, if you can if you can beat TJ Finley, you can have the number. Um, and and I mean that's got to be a selling point, right? Yeah, give him the number, please. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but very excited to see if we can get these two receivers on the campus and then get them to to commit. So our receivers, if he were to come here, I think he'd be an outside guy. Mm-hmm. The receivers' numbers would be. One, four, because Camden Brown, and six because of VAR. Single digits, baby. Let's rock and roll. It's, you know, listen, wearing number one makes you faster. That is that is science. That is not me saying that. I am not speculating that it's science. It's been proven. I, I mean, I've never seen I've never seen a slow person wearing number one. Uh PJ Finley. Um I do that, does, that doesn't count though. Yeah, okay, yeah. I've never seen a quarterback skill position count. player. Yeah, skill yeah quarterbacks player. don't count. I still think there should be a rule that the fastest player on your offense gets to wear number one. That should just be a thing. It's the call it the Percy Harvin rule. Uh, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. Uh all right. So Auburn had some guys enter the portal over this weekend. I don't think any of them are a big deal, despite what social media may tell you. I'll address this in just a moment. Right here on Locked On Auburn. I want to encourage you to join the Locked on Auburn Discord. It is free. All you have to do is click the link in the episode description down below. Lindsay, I think the biggest name that has entered the portal is Dylan Brooks, the former outside linebacker. ESPN had him as a top one of the top players in his recruiting class, but just could never really gain weight and never really crack the rotation unless like two guys in front of you got hurt. I mean, that's just really kind of what it was. And you heard nothing. You heard nothing about him in spring. Nothing. Even talking with guys like his teammates. It's just he never really came up. So I called this like three months ago. And a lot of y'all told me I was dumb. 
So I'm not gonna like I'm I'm not gonna like really drive this home. The everydayers know. The everydayers know that I've been talking about this for months. But I don't think Dylan Brooks leaving has any impact on this roster whatsoever. I have a request, Zach. Okay. Will you please victory lap this for me? I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Because we talked about you and I talked on this show on a Monday in like before spring practice about how. There was a lot of conversation about Keldrick Falk within the program and his potential, what he could do in spring. People very excited to watch him. There was a lot of talk about Elijah McAllister, getting him here and what a big deal that was. There was a lot of talk about, do you need to go get more jacks out of the portal? And the talk you didn't hear was Dylan Brooks. Yeah. And then after A-Day, a lot of the conversation was Auburn's going to go out and get more jacks in, in the portal. And we're excited about how these two guys look, Keldrick Falk and Elijah McAllister. And the guy we didn't talk about was Dylan Brooks. Mm -hmm. And it's it's like, you know, if you can't get, if you can't crack the two deep at this position, right? There, you're not gonna do it. No. I mean, it's it's he he did not see the field at all in his first year. He mm-hmm. appeared in nine games in 2022. I'm I have not looked, but I would guess under a hundred snaps. I probably probably under 50 snaps, but six tackles, a tackle for loss, one sack, a fumble recovery. Um, the only I think the only thing is surprising about this is that people some people are more up in arms about this than they are up in arms about Landon King. So here's why. If I had to rank them, I would I would rather have Landon King on the roster than Dylan Brooks. Um, is it because Landon I don't King think, has actually done something at Auburn? Well, I, I think Landon King's thing is um so you know he he came to campus as a tight end. Mm-hmm. And that was really the only position group that I think we felt good about during the Brian Harson era. And, you know. This offense, whether it's the coaching staff or the scheme or whatever, like they love John Samuel Shanker. They loved him, right? We loved him here on the show. He was a locked on Auburn athlete. And congrats to him for getting picked up by the by the Raiders. So my understanding of what happened was the staff went to him and said, Hey, we're good at tight end, but you're electric and you're big. Can you lose weight and play wide receiver? And he's like, yeah, that's cool. I can do whatever, coach. And then he just never had the speed to play wide receiver. Yeah. My, Looks like you're about to say something. Yeah. My theory on this is whenever you see a tight end that is tall, 6'5, Landon King 6'5, but they don't have that prototypical tight end size. In his case, he's listed out of high school at 220. Uh, to me, when you see a guy who has the height but not the, the the weight of a tight end, to me, that's he's too slow to play wide receiver. That's why he's listed at tight end. That's why he was used at tight end. And it, that's not universally the case. There's a lot of guys who develop more in college and put on that weight and do the job. But to me, that's what it felt like when he first got here. And right. you said they were fine with the room. They thought the room was good. They had a lot of options. And the only one they used was John Samuel Schenker. So they asked him to move to wide receiver and then didn't use him. No, no. And it's, it feels like a better coaching staff could have found a way to get him into the game more and to give him more of an opportunity to make an impact. 
Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm there with you. I'm there with you. Um, Colby Smith also entered the portal this weekend. He was a reserve offensive lineman, was the best offensive lineman recruit of the Harson era, probably. And he, um, yeah, I guess he's hitting the portal. So don't think that really impacts us. May impact us like from depth perspective, like moving forward. But mm-hmm. I don't think Q Freeze really liked many of the offensive linemen when he took over. And I think this is just kind of part of flipping the roster. So good luck to all these guys. I saw Landon King tweet out that Colorado offered. So you know, maybe that could be a fun thing if he can go play for Dion. But outside of that, uh, you know, best of luck to all of these guys. I'm curious to see what what their next schools are. You know, if it's uh, kind of a lateral thing, you know, out of the conference or what. I, I'm really interested to see who who uh, who calls these guys. Yeah, I think it'd be interesting if we get a transfer from Colorado and we send one to Colorado. Because last time we made this uh, this team to team trade, mm-hmm. it was with Oregon, and right. in some ways we We've, think we won the trade. In some ways, we did not win the trade. Uh, I don't think we. Well, I don't know. DJ is pretty pretty good. DJ and Jason and, Jones. Oh yeah, Jason Jones. Who, yeah, yeah, comes on or, the show all the time. Yeah. Or Bo Nix. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a. Like, we need a quarterback still. We never figured out the uh-huh. problem after Bonex left. Right. But we got two players that are very good and fit well into this program. And at, we know at least one of them, if not both, are going to get drafted and go and be, and be pros. We and also so, we also kind of did a trade with Cincinnati. It was just delayed. Nick Mardner for Tarvarsh Dawson. Right. Right. I think that's... I feel like that one might be a wash. I don't know who's going to win that one. But either way... You know, it's definitely something where curious to see. Yeah. Yeah. Curious to see what happens there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a crazy week. Um it sounds like it wasn't one of the it was one of the Jack guys. So I'll do a full show on that whenever that becomes official. So there's a chance I did it last night. So go ahead and check the the feed to to see. Lindsay, how can people check out everything you've got going on right now? I'm on Twitter at Crosby Baseball. That's the hub for everything, whether it's minor league baseball, locked in MLB prospects, whether it is Auburn baseball, auburndaily.com, whether mm-hmm. it is the Atlanta Braves, bravestoday.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, find me there. Yep. You can follow me on socials at Z Blackerby. Read all my written work at auburndaily.com. And we'll see you tomorrow. This has been Locked on Auburn.